Hello, everyone. Welcome to Oh Wow! The Podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK, starting from the very beginning. I'm your host, Augustine, and today we're getting into Season 5, Episode 7, Grace. And I'm really excited that we have a guest on today's podcast, Xenon Universe, who is a wonderful performer. I don't know how you identify with your like job titles and stuff. So how about you just introduce yourself? <laughs> <laughs> well, hi, I'm Xenon. Um, my pronouns are he, him. Um, I'm a performer, artist, poet, many things, but that's, you know, it's all neutral. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I was introduced to you through Felicia, who's been on the pod a couple of times, and she said that you introduced her to Skins at a convention, and you had highly recommended watching specifically seasons five and six, and being into this generation. So how did you start watching Skins, and what appeals to you about this generation in particular? Well, I was like a teenager when... I was watching skins. I would watch like Degrassian skins, which are very different <laughs> beasts. Um, skins is just like very raw in your face, like doesn't hold back at all. Um, so I've been watching it from like a young age and just kind of kept up with it because it's just so out there, you know, yeah. and has actual kids like young actors, not like grown people pretending to be kids. Have you been watching Euphoria? Because I refuse based on the fact (laughs) that they're not actually teenagers. And I'm like, that's what I love about Degrassi too, is that they're actually awkward kids. Yes. And like Daniel Kaluuya talks about this because he was on a season of Skins that like it's by kids, for kids. Like they're doing a lot of the work and it's just... It's good to see that perspective, like through like young actors' eyes, like and their ideas and everything. It's definitely more like down to earth in that way. Because I recently rewatched um, the Rules of Attraction, and that movie is like totally off the wall, but it's like in a university setting. So it's like, yeah, this is all fucked up shit, but these are adults. <laughs> right. It's really hard to watch this like euphoria. Like it's. <sighs> It's such a mindfuck. <laughs> like they're 30 years old playing 15-year-old. <laughs> yes. And these 15-year-olds are doing like the most balls to the wall, like crazy shit. <laughs> um, yeah. So, <laughs> Who is your favorite character from this generation? Like who do you relate to the most or who, who are your favorite characters from Skins in general? I would say in this generation, Grace and Frankie. <laughs> Grace and Frankie, I just called that. Anyway, Grace and Frankie, <laughs> those are my two. Um, so I'm really glad I got the episode of Grace because, like, she's like my number one favorite. So, like, yes, I like I really like these two characters because, like, Frankie, that was like the first kind of gender non-conforming character I'd seen on a show like this. And when I was young, I was like oh (laughs) i still didn't think like oh is this is this really me but like these things always spark things in you and like for me it was very much like that and then like grace is kind of like a reflection of who i was at that time or like who i was trying to be like very perfect you know everybody has like a lot of expectations like a shapeshifter kind of moving through people's lives and different ways like made of stories like the whole thing so i mean yeah these are these are really good characters like the whole cast is really good but those two are not out to me awesome i really have come to appreciate grace through this rewatch i think i've mentioned talking about this season in past episodes that i didn't really understand her character too much until now i'm rewatching it and just seeing all the pressure that she's put under and like to get into the episode we're going through today. So we like open with Grace and Rich at Grace's house. And she says that he can't stay there because of her dad. And I did not remember this at all until rewatching. So they go to sneak him out of the house and we discover that David Blood is her dad. (laughs) (laughs) Like The big reveal. Yeah, I screamed. (laughs) I completely forgot that that 
is what happens. <laughs> yes. It's just like, wow, it was a whole thing. And like looking back, you're like, well, why why would this be so outrageous? But for everybody involved, it was just like, oh my God, this is such a scam. It's a weird plot. It explains a lot about why Grace is the way she is. But also I'm like, yes. why would they have to keep it such a secret other than he's just fucking weird? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Looking back at it, I'm like, wow, this guy is really on some crazy emotional damage, which just continues throughout the episode, but we'll get to that. Yeah. If, also, if there's anything that I miss and you want to like go through details, feel free to reel it back because I kind of yeah. just like push through everything. So <laughs> it's fine. Um, and I just have so many pages of notes for this episode. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's it's a deeply packed episode. It I rewatched it just before because like I've seen it so many times that I'm like, I need to get this fresh in my brain again, make sure I don't miss any important details. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> They're like sneaking Rich out of the house and yes, it's so ridiculous. Uh, I was watching it with my boyfriend and he pointed out that the way that Rich is hiding behind the counters is exactly like in Jurassic Park when they're hiding from the raptors. And I was like, <laughs> I have to say that on the podcast because it was exactly like that. <laughs> yes, he's doing parkour through the kitchen because you can't be seen by the parents at all. They're dancing like it's a 1950s sitcom. Yeah. These, this perfect couple... <laughs> Grace's mom seems really nice. I was just like, she seems pretty lovely. I think she's a pretty complicated character too, but it's nice that yeah. she's not as like horrible as Aloe's mom, who we saw in the last episode, who's just like screaming at him the whole time. Yeah. Um. So Grace is like faking sick so that they'll not see rich sneaking out and then the dog yeah. is attacking him outside and i was just kind of <laughs> laughing at that like very skins moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> so ragtag and um, it was fun then david says it's time for her to go back to mayberry's college for young ladies yes the other big reveal <laughs> yeah which i was feeling all types of ways about this because i'm like this is straight up oppression i'm like you are a white father like can you think about, <laughs> about this for a second you're gonna put your black daughter in school prison like this is madness <laughs> yeah <laughs> just saying <laughs> also it's like People that went to private all-girls schools had, like, the worst behavior out of everybody that I knew growing up. Yeah. And, I don't know, I grew up in New England, and it's all, like, private schools and all-girls schools and stuff. Yes. And it's like, everybody was getting pregnant and doing drugs, like... Exactly. The most <laughs> in those schools. Right. I'm like, you're just ensuring that there's no supervision. Right. Once she's in this environment. Right. And he says that, okay, like they'll make a deal that if she gets less than an A, she has to go back to Mayberry's. But until then, she can do what she wants with her life and hang out with her friends and Rich. Right. Yeah. And Grace is already distraught because she is already feeling all of this pressure and is already getting A's for everything. So it's kind of like, why are we discussing this again? And like, rehashing wounds <laughs> just it's just so raw like she's already so tired and like the episode is just us yeah yeah I feel so bad for her and I yeah this word has come up a lot in like Instagram mental health posts but I'm like he's such a narcissist because he literally just sees her as an extension of him and like a yeah. reflection of his success and he's so obsessed with like status and social hierarchy and i'm like right. she's a human she's not just like your property that you boss around yeah so of course the most stressful class to get a grade a for is their theater practice like they have a play coming up and she has to get an a yes and they're doing 12th night by shakespeare Mm -hmm. which is already <laughs> I love Shakespeare another reason why I love Grace I'm just like oh, she likes all the things that <laughs> um, 
But Shakespeare is tough, and it's a challenge to get this play going, of course. <laughs> and these friends, I would not have a lot of faith in their but like Minnie is such a bad actress the whole time and it's cracking me up. Like I was <laughs> losing my shit. I was like, I forgot how bad of an actress. <laughs> Especially with her Scottish accent. Like it just sounds so she's like, how more? <laughs> like <laughs> And, like, her flourishes and the drama is just, like, too much. It's like if Shakespeare was, like, a novella. And I just love Rich and Aloe just, like, cracking up in the background. Like, they just can't take it. But nobody has the heart to say, you suck, though. <laughs> yeah, but Grace will, Grace will make it work. I, I have yes. faith in her. Yeah. Um. There's this... There's a lot of tension about the kissing scene, and I don't know a lot about Twelfth Night, but I kind of could pick up from the episode. Like, there's some romantic drama. Yeah. There's a big kiss scene, and especially with this, so it's Frankie and Maddie, and he has to say the line, what kind of woman ist thou, or whatever. Right. Which is a big question about Frankie that comes in from the last episode of, like, what is Frankie's identity and all this pressure on Frankie to, like, say who they are. Mm -hmm. All of this. Um, So this play is bringing up a lot of very real emotions within the social dynamics of this group, as you're saying. And, yeah, the tension is thick. And Liv is livid. Mm -hmm. Liv is not living. (laughs) (laughs) i can't think of any other witty live words (laughs) me either i'm like i lost it i lost it (laughs) but she yeah she's getting irate by the second like as the scene is playing out what do you think about maddie and what do you think about this little love triangle that they're kind of I think they're kind of pushing it yeah I think I think it's very fraught and I think that Matthew's a fuckboy yes to be honest and like both Liv and Frankie could do so much better my boyfriend was like hoping that Liv and Frankie would end up together and they would like turn against Maddie and I'm like oh that would be really cool but of course skins doesn't do that because they love no brutal love triangles so much like that's (laughs) all we get (laughs) yeah they're like we don't want this love to be a shape unless it has like pointed edges (laughs) (laughs) yeah Liv is getting jealous that's gonna get like ramped up so she says that she and Maddie quit the play yeah and of course Grace is freaking out and she hasn't told anyone what's going on with her dad obviously she's keeping this whole thing secret so she just is like I need everything to work out everything's gonna be okay Liv come over for a girls night and we'll get everything sorted out yeah because Liv is like I did all this fucked up shit I'm not feeling love from everybody and I'm just not feeling like I'm part of the group Bearing in mind, too, all of this is happening over, like, the space of two minutes. Like, Liv was with the quickness. It's like, we quit. We're not doing this anymore. Bye. (laughs) And Grace is like, I need this to work. I just found out that I'm going to be shipped back to wherever the fuck. So, yeah, it's a lot of panic. And Grace is, like, super desperate right now. And is, like, trying to plead with them (laughs) to stay on. Grace invites Liv over for a girls' night, and she also invites Rich over... Wait, does she... Yeah, she invites Rich over for dinner. But David has Rich come into his office, and he tries to bribe him into flunking in the play, and he's like, oh, I know that your dad, like, is a lowly retail worker and I know that you're going to amount to nothing and if you do bad in this play then like I'll help you and your dad get better jobs in the future I have a lot of connections yeah this whole thing was just I'm like sir you are a sociopath and shouldn't be within a hundred feet of a school (laughs) like yes (laughs) I couldn't, like, I had totally forgot 
that he was on some kind of psychological warfare it was just like way too much i'm like dude you are the principal of a public high school calm down take it down like you are also a civil servant in your own right like (laughs) calm down and then it's just like the it just it just shows the amount of control that he needs to have over his daughter and it's it's gross yeah and he shows his own insecurity too and where all this like overcompensating comes from he's like i'm not going to be a principal forever like and i'm just like okay what do you think you're gonna be like a millionaire (laughs) like i don't understand like where do you go from here you're it's okay to be a principal it's a good job it's fine yeah it's fine i'm just saying like maybe step off your high horse because you're not that (laughs) right exactly like just accept that you know you're doing good and you don't need to be this like crazy domineering (laughs) yeah because these children are having like a high school romance like it's not that deep it's (laughs) he's just getting so deep in his feelings yeah i'm like no 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 (laughs) um so rich goes over to their house for dinner their house is very beautiful and like posh and dinners i wrote it's tense yes (laughs) (laughs) just like dead silent david is being very threatening very because rich is like i really like this food you know what is it called and he's like chicken bitch and i'm like whoa okay (laughs) he's just trying to compliment your wife's cooking it's not that bad yeah (laughs) and then the whole like we want some peace we want some peace like their whole family it stresses me out like i was starting to feel like my blood pressure going up watching it just being like you guys are fucking weird yeah i had to look away because i'm just like this this is not it. It's very this, cringy. <laughs> it's so cringy. <laughs> I'm like, they do this in Europe? This is this is wild. I'm like, this is too like like they're in the sound of music or something. Like it was just it was too much. I think that if I were to spend time in England, I've never been, but I would have a really hard time with like the posh people and I would want to hang out with like the more regular yeah like regular regular ass people like people who are more down to earth because these people were like what what is their character based in like it just it makes you wonder yeah and i was cracking up so they're like singing this song and then it just cuts to rich being like i really 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 need a fucking cigarette and i'm like same yeah (laughs) agreed let's cut the tension here (laughs) yeah i felt like i really felt like i needed a joint out to that that was that was stressful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Liv, Frankie, and Minnie show up, and Rich like runs out the door. He cannot get yeah. out of there fast enough. And immediately Liv is like, "So let's do coke." Yeah, because there's all of this tension happening. Like from the beginning, they they see the dad. He's like, "I'm watching you. You know, keep the secrets." And they're like, oh, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> yeah. They come and they they see the mom and they're like, oh, hi, mom. And then the dad and they're like, oh, everybody's clutching their pearls. And they're like, not this. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, yes, I trust you girls to keep my secret. And he's like, I'm watching. And then they go yeah. up to the room and Liv is like, yeah, she has coke. She came bearing gifts. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's polite to bring a gift to someone's house when you visit. It's an expensive gift. Yeah. In her defense. Um, Anyway, we're 15-year-olds getting coke. That's also, like... Right. It's so easily accessible. They don't really show, I don't think, in this season, like, who the drug dealers are, but I'm going to write a fanfic and say maybe it's Maddie, because Maddie seems kind of sketch, like... Yeah, because don't they do drugs on, like, the first episode? They do this thing, and they go, like, flying high through the mall or something, and there's all oh, the shoplifting, yeah. and 
Yeah. yeah I don't know because I feel like in the past seasons we like know who the drug dealers are but this one it's like they just right. have it and they're doing like harder drugs than the other seasons too I think yeah this coke I, I didn't know what they did in the first episode if it was also coke or if it was like ecstasy or something like I'm not sure what it was but they were like tripping balls or whatever and then Matty comes in later like an anime villain like <laughs> of all that He's so, his character is just so wild. Like, I, I can't take it. Yeah. And then you find out, like, him and the other guy are, like, brothers. Nuts, nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Degrassi would never. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Degrassi had some shit going on, but that is, like, Sesame Street compared to Skins in terms of comparing this like the casual just like doing coke and everyone's just having a silly time to like ashley and degrassi like doing ecstasy once and like ruining what? her life <laughs> like, <laughs> like raiding the liquor cabinet they raid liquor cabinets a lot in degrassi <laughs> they're very waiting pool when it comes to like the shit they will get up to mm-hmm. So they're like having a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, Grace says, "Okay, let's all do cocaine," which I just thought was kind of funny. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it because I'm like, this is so me. Like, just to like be polite about these fucking sketchy things that you're doing. Oh my god! And there's all of this tension too because it's like everybody's putting. Well, not everybody. Yeah. Liv is putting Frankie on the spot. Mm-hmm. Because of this whole thing, love triangle with Matty, this whole tension is is brewing. And she's like, so are you a lesbian? Mm-hmm. So you're a lesbian, right? Frankie's and Frankie's like, like nah. Frankie's just like, I like people. And Liv is like, so which people do you like now, huh? So it's just getting like to be really thick and close in the room. We're not having a lot of, like, uh, they're not super understanding of what pansexuality is. <laughs> no, it's a very it's a very <laughs> clunky scene in terms of, like, getting Frankie. Like, the whole instance of, like, getting Frankie to open up is already so, like, invasive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Frankie han- handles it with a lot of grace. Grace. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah. It, it doesn't really get explained, but of course, like we know in this day and age, like what that means. Yeah. Um, and then Grace breaks up the tension. It's like, let's dance. Let's not talk about this anymore. And I think it's so like interesting that they. This is the first time in Skins they kind of do this, and I th- thought it was relatable. And you're like, I don't know what my sexual orientation is because, like, when your gender identity is kind of like I see Frankie as being non-binary. That's just like Same. yeah. So then it's like, well, am I straight if I like guys? But if I feel masculine and I like guys, then that's kind of gay. And like that is right. a struggle I've definitely been through. Of like, well, if I feel femme and I'm attracted to women, that feels like lesbian. But then if I feel mask and I'm attracted to guys, like that's kind of gay. Like everything I do just feels gay generally. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good blanket term, if you ask me. Like, yeah, just covers a scope of things. Yeah, so I feel like Frankie's a good like, especially for the time. Like, that was not really a conversation that shows were having. Is like, oh, what no. if you're like gender queer and pansexual? Like, yeah, so that was kind of cool. And yeah, so then Grace says they're gonna walk the girls home, but they go out to a club. They go dancing. More drama ensues. This is a really packed episode. As we're going through it, I'm like, holy shit. Yes. There is a lot going on. Um, they're doing more coke. Grace is like, we should do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just loving it because she's all letting her hair down and, you know, going going crazy. Um, but then Minnie decides out of the blue sky that she and Frankie should go chat up these old bald hobbits in the back of the bar i'm just like what is this like is it like minnie's like compulsory heterosexuality that she's like 
I'm straight and I like guys and these are guys, so we should go talk to them because we're girls who like guys. Yeah, it was so, yeah, it was just like, no, this is not the look. Um, and obviously, like, Frankie's not really feeling it. And then out of nowhere, there's like, what, Rich and, and the other one? Yeah, Maddie and Rich show up <laughs> and they're piss drunk. Ugh. And they want to save, Maddie wants to save Frankie from the creepy guys at the bar. Yeah. Matt and like Matt, he always has like this crazy look in his eyes. But yes. when it comes, to- <laughs> I am so disturbed by it. Every time Frankie's like in his eyesight, he's like, I don't know. Yes, you're doing it so accurately. <laughs> oh my like, god. This is getting a little wild. So he's going over there and then like a full fight basically breaks out. And Rich is in his feelings. Mm-hmm. And Grace, <laughs> poor Grace is like having to like hold him up. and But he vomits everywhere and they subsequently get kicked out of the club. <laughs> Yeah, and so far, like, we've seen Rich and Grace as a pretty, like, picture-perfect couple. We haven't really seen any issues with them other than just, like, when their relationship started, we knew that they were very different people with really different perspectives on life, and then it kind of got pushed aside, and now that he's drunk and he's just talking, like you said, he's, like, in his feelings talking about everything and this is when it comes up again like this is going to be an issue because rich is so into being authentic being yourself not listening to what people tell you to do and grace's whole life is people pleasing and Mm. like she says i'm who i need to be all the world's a stage like you just play the part with people and rich hates that (laughs) he does and he's just not feeling it i think this is all accelerating very quickly mm-hmm. um he's in his feelings way too deeply too fast like it was just so much and uh, so i guess in that moment they are not good he's it's it's not really revealed in that moment but he's obviously like not happy and grace does not know what to do yeah it's I'm sure he feels, like, maybe betrayed that she was hiding that her dad is the school administrator guy. But it's also just, like, trying to be a little more understanding of the situation she's in, that she doesn't really have a choice. Yeah. And I guess he viewed that dinner as, like, basically being inside a Jordan Peele movie. Like, it was just way too much for him. And he was, like, in the sunken place, (laughs) pressed. So this whole thing, like, really scared him, Um, obviously. Yeah, he has a hard time with, like, any sort of authority. Yeah. And it's also a little bit, like, Rich, you're not being, like, oppressed that, like, your girlfriend's dad works for the school and she has to, like, jump through hoops for him. Like, it's not not his problem, like... No, I felt like it was like a tug of war too, because like the dad is like, I need you to do this, 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 and then Rich is like, Are you my girl? Right. Are you daddy's girl? Like, who are you really? And like, and she's like, Well, you're calling me fake. Like, why are you calling me fake? You think I'm fake? Like, weird. it was. It's very. It's very weird. I'm just like, so instead of saying you don't deserve to be controlled by anyone, right. You are Grace, your own Grace. You're not my thing. You're not your father's thing. Like, I just felt like, I don't know, everybody wants to possess Grace Mm -hmm. (laughs) in this moment. And, like, she's just like, ugh. Yeah, Yeah. like, who does she want to be outside of her proximity to other people? Like, we don't really even find out, I feel like, but... She has, like, some self-revelations as we go through it. Like, so she's home and she's crying in bed. 
she's really stressed about everything because everything feels like it's falling apart and her mom is talking to her about Rapunzel and that sort of brings up the thing about fairy tales you mentioned in the beginning and her mom says you need to let down your hair sort of this symbolic thing right as if (laughs) I feel like that is not yeah that is not the right metaphor because like no (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe it can be if you think let down my hair like let my confidence flow I'm doing this for myself but then if you think of it like let down your hair she lets down her hair to let the prince up right so how is that actually helping like what if there is no prince to climb up your hair what do you do then right you know <laughs> Right, and my parents, like, didn't show me Disney movies as a kid because they were like, we don't want you to, like, have this messaging that you're, like, waiting for a prince to come save you someday or whatever. Yeah. But I think that Grace's parents are very much, like, enforcing that idea of, like, you need to find, like, a good man and then a good man with good social standing will be able to, like, take care of you. Right. And yeah, I didn't love that analogy. So we're back to working on the play. Grace says that Frankie and Minnie should kiss. Yeah. I feel like this is just fan service to like, because <laughs> I'm like, I want to see Frankie and Minnie kiss. <laughs> like I ship them. Yeah. When I was in that age, in that moment, I was like, yes. Yeah. You know, like I just <laughs> needed to see it. <laughs> And we get to see it happen, and it's a beautiful it thing. And Aloysius is, like, totally... <laughs> He's such a country boy, oh my god. Mm-hmm. He's just sitting there with, like, his mouth agape. Like, he just couldn't... He couldn't deal. He was just, like... So many times in this season that the guys are like, two girls kissing is hot, like... Please. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> um, and then... And Minnie's I... feeling a type of way, obviously. Mm-hmm. A little bit. That's like the only time that we see her perform some lines with some actual emotion and not just like layered on fake emotion. Because mm-hmm. before she's like, speak to me. <laughs> and now she's like, because she's in this moment where she's going to kiss Frankie and she's like actually feeling vulnerable, you could kind of see like her gaze softening and she's like thinking about the words that she's saying and. It's a very, it's a very lesbian moment. It's very, the energy was thick. It was thick. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Ah, it filled me with joy. Yeah. Um, Rich shows up at the end of the rehearsal and says that he doesn't know what he wants. And again, he's like not being considerate at all of like what Grace is going through. And he's like, this is actually about my feelings. And I'm going to tell you that I don't know about our relationship yeah so she just tells him to leave which i'm happy she just tells him to fuck off yes (laughs) because he only said that he was sorry for being drunk but that he meant what he said Mm -hmm. which is not an apology no uh and let's Mm. see so we i just have like a couple of things so she goes to the this like stage i just noted that doug is back it's good to see doug um I also was wondering why she's wearing a beetle pin this whole time. She had like a brooch that was a giant beetle and I'm really freaked out by beetles. So I was just kind of like focusing on it the whole episode. Oh my. Yeah. I'd have to note the fashion choices um, to go on. She becomes a little bossy though. She like starts, not bossy, she starts being assertive and she goes to Maddie's and tells him to be in the play and he is such a like push up. He is such a fuck boy. He's such a fuck. When she gets there, he's on his mattress mm-hmm. with no shirts on. Mm-hmm. He is sleeping. It's like in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Tell me that is not the image of a fuck boy, like the fuckiest fuck boy you've ever seen. Yeah, and she just shows up and is like be in the play, and he's like, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, I really. Oh shoot, sorry. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I love Liv. I really, really fucking love Liv. 
And she's like, okay, all right, fuck, let's just do this thing. Yes, like, it's not about your feelings, Maddie. Like, nobody cares. Just be in the play. Everyone stop, like, having mental breakdowns about their relationships and just exactly help Grace get an A. And so, let's see, they're doing more practicing. Frankie rejects his kiss. Just, I don't care about <sighs> love triangle. I'm over I it. I don't. Already. I am so over this because I'm just like, why? Like, there's absolutely no reason for this to be happening like i feel like it gets into like seasons three and four where season three is really strong for the most part but then they just drag out the love triangle and like not to give a spoiler for season six but like this dynamic continues for a whole other season and i'm like i'm already bored of it like i'm so tired of it yeah i don't care anymore but whatever one funny moment is when grace is getting so frustrated that she just like casually breaks her full-length mirror and i'm like okay (laughs) because it's it's not it's just not coming together because of this whole fucking love triangle that is what's breaking down the play so much mm-hmm. it's really that's all it is because everybody else is doing great with the exception of Minnie. um but as i she can't help it she cannot help it <laughs> unless she's being put on the spot to do some lesbian shit she can't act so unfortunately it's not coming together and now her mother is like oh no what do we have here you know just like not being helpful once again no Um. (laughs) the mom is so passive and as we're talking about it i i wasn't really sure how i felt about her mom and i was like maybe i'll just wait till we talk about it but yeah she is just so like passive and submissive and is like well i found this guy who like has a nice house for us and takes care of all my stuff so i'll just like go along with whatever yeah we don't know what she does besides being home and taking care of the home and the husband and so forth right um grace goes to find oh am i interrupting you oh no um so yeah so the mom basically is like just try harder like Mm -hmm. that is that is the end of that conversation there where she's frustrated and breaks the mirror she's just like you can't act like this try harder (laughs) so Yes, so we're moving on to the next stage of this. Yeah, I feel like all the conversations with her mom, there's just no, like, emotional depth or understanding. And, of course, Grace feels like she just puts on a face for her mom and puts on a face for her dad and puts on a face for all these people because it's, like, nobody's actually putting in the energy to, like, get to know Grace. Yeah. They just take whatever she says at surface level and are like, okay, well, that makes me happy. Bye. Like, yeah. They're and they're also not giving her exactly and they're not giving her room to explore who she really is they're just kind of saying this is who you need to be and do it perfectly um which is making her crack like it's honestly an olympic feats how she's able to get through all of this yeah i would lose my shit like yeah a lot um the one little weird note is that she goes to find Liv to like basically she's just trying to tell Liv and Maddie and Frankie that they have to get their shit together for the play like you said it's just the love triangle thing but Liv is reading these comics and my boyfriend nailed it like he was raised really really religious and he was like oh those are called chick tracts it's like these like religious comics that are really scary and it's like you're gonna go to hell for like your sexuality and stuff and it was weird to see Liv reading these comics so I don't know what's going on with Liv but that was a very specific little note I wanted to point out (laughs) maybe it speaks to her sadomasochistic side or something she definitely has a sharp edge (laughs) yeah and the comics if you look them up they are kind of like weirdly kinky it's also saying like oh if you play dungeons and dragons you're like going to hell and like just like whoa yeah um but i just do a lot of like religious blasphemy stuff so maybe that's just (laughs) me being like ooh, fun (laughs) 
Um, and then I do the Bristol's Best Award every episode for the best outfit. And this next scene where Grace is wearing red tights, Mary Jane shoes, a polka dot blouse, a navy kerchief, and this like floral skirt I thought was really cute. So she wins the Bristol's Best Award. If you have any fashion notes, feel free to chime in. This I love, is- yeah, I love Grace's fashion choice. She's my favorite. When it comes to fashion of the group, I really like her outfits and like how she does her hair and everything too, like really stands out to me. Like in the beginning, like I love that like pinafore dress that she had on. Mm-hmm. And then later, like she had like a, a purple ribbon in her hair that was really cute with her hair. And yeah, I just, I, I love how she dresses like throughout this season. Like I would just watch the season again just to see her outfits. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. She's a style icon. She is. And at last, we fucking made it to the finish line and it's time for the play. I am, like, emotionally exhausted from this episode. Like, we're here. It's time for the play. I knew I mentioned to Felicia or somebody that I was talking to. I'm like, I know we see Rich in tights at some point, And this is where we see Rich in tights is for the Shakespeare. So... I was happy about that because Felicia and I think he's cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yes. yeah. So it's like, is Rich going to bomb the play? I think we all know like he's not going to do that. He's not. I don't know. He has too much integrity mm-hmm. for that, at least in this moment. Um, yeah. He has some integrity and he doesn't do what the dad wants him to do. And dad is like, oh, God. You just see him in the audience like, oh. Mm-hmm. It's not doing what I what I've told him, um, and it's just funny. I just I love it. I love seeing him get defeated in that moment. Yeah, I'm like, don't tell Rich what to do because he's just gonna not do it despite he's you. Not- that was a terrible exactly. plan. Like- <laughs> that was so bad because like you think threatening his dad is really gonna do anything. <laughs> Right, like, like Rich he, doesn't care. No, Rich has a very fraught relationship with his parents, and which kind of only kind of gets together a little bit here and there. So, like, he doesn't give a fuck about what happens to his parents. Right. Or what anybody thinks of his life. Like, it's already... Right. But, yeah. So it's cool to see him, like, stand up to the dad. Yeah, and it's, like, weird to see David trying these tactics that would work on Grace because of how he's, like, manipulated Grace, but it's, like, it's not going to work on Rich, so. And I also noted that Nick is in the audience of the play just getting drunk, and that's all we've seen of Nick for this episode. I hate Nick. I'm sure you've heard maybe me talk about how much I hate him. (laughs) I'm sure he's your favorite character. (laughs) No. No. Because he's fuckboy number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fuckboy one and two just happen to be brothers. Yeah, for me, they're just like two sides of the same coin for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like how they behave. They don't They don't deserve any girlfriends. No, they're gross. It's just horrible. And so the play goes really well. And... Yeah. That's pretty much that. Um, yeah, there was a, a moment yeah. where Liv was like, it didn't seem like it seemed like it was going to blow up in the middle there. And Grace was like, we need to fucking finish. We just need to finish. Liv is like, do you love this girl? Do you love her? <laughs> oh, yeah. To Maddie about Frankie. It's like, this is not the time. <laughs> this is not the time. And like Frankie's like behind them. And he's looking at Frankie like, his weird eyes. His weird eyes. And he's just, like, looking. And she's like, you need to forget this person. And I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, <sighs> so, they get through the end of this with some little real-life moments on stage, but they, they fucking get through it. Mm-hmm. It's done. I guess it's an A. Thank God it's over. I'm like... <laughs> It's done. I can't imagine how Grace was feeling because, like, I'm stressed. <laughs> I was very stressed. I'm like, God, finally. It seemed like it wasn't going to get done so many times and ugh, it's over. We made it. And everybody, yeah, everybody loved it. She definitely yeah. gets an A. But then, unfortunately, David is like, oh, well, um, surprise, I want to send you back to Mayberry's anyway. 
because I make the rules and she immediately starts breaking down and being like, oh, so you fucking lied and there was no deal this whole time. Yeah. And she's very betrayed. Yeah. And of course the mom is in support of David and she's like, we wanted you to finish your school in a good place as if that was going to soften the blow somehow. <laughs> of course, she's just going along with her white husband because she has no back. This, this is modern day slavery for me. Like, oh I... <laughs> These two poor black women are under the full control and oppression of this white sociopath. Mm-hmm. I can't take it. And he's and he's tall and thin and has like a hard face. Like he has all of the makings of white power. Mm-hmm. Like I can't deal with it. It's too much. When I was reading the description of this episode and it was like Grace brings home rich and like her dad doesn't approve of rich and I had thought that her dad was black and didn't approve of rich for that and then i was like what the fuck is happening like wait what (laughs) yeah i was very disturbed by this whole dynamic that they have i'm like no yeah like he's gotta fucking chill he is he is really on some damage so yeah so he reveals that not only is he a sociopath he's a fucking liar and yeah so they're sending her back and now rich decides to come and give a real apology yes and this is like more of the oh wait was this when he's at her window or before no this is like this is like after they they have a fight because grace is like fuck this yeah and she's like ready to go because she can't like she just can't believe that she's so betrayed and then now rich comes as she's walking away and it's like i'm so sorry like i didn't mean all those things that i said like it's not true and she's like well i'm going away so nothing nothing matters anymore like i can't do anything to please my parents like and i'm not even a real person like what you said is true i'm i'm fake and like whatever and i'm going away forever and he's like, well, where are you going? And she's like, to a fucking castle in the clouds. And because she's, she obviously has to be like her parents' little kept princess. So I think in this moment, she's feeling very, very defeated. And it's the first time she kind of lets Rich know that like the things that he says to her affect her. Like they don't just go in one ear and out the other. And clearly yeah. the things that he said to her have really like hurt her feelings and impacted yes. her. <laughs> She yes. just plays it off in the moment, but it's like she internalizes everybody's opinions and things that they say to her. Yeah. <sighs> I feel bad for Grace. I do too. And these white boys need to back the fuck off because <laughs> I am just not appreciate. I know they probably weren't thinking about this in the writing, but now that I'm like looking at it again, I'm like, these are all it's very microaggressive for me. Like it's, it, there's a lot in there that's. <laughs> yeah. I have so many feelings about this. Yeah. It, it doesn't really stand the test of like time when you watch it and you're like, Oh, this is just getting like worse and worse every year that people become more aware of like social dynamics and like, yeah. And these little things that are like actually big things. Yeah, but Rich, uh, yeah, so she, like, tells them basically to fuck off, both of them, right? Yes. Which is good. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and she's just, this is where it's kind of weird, because she's like, oh, I'm sick of how I was raised on these fairy tales, and it's not real, and none of this is real, like, real life isn't a fairy tale. But then Rich shows up at her window saying Shakespeare and it's like very fairy tale. And it's like, no, you can still believe in the fairy tale, Grace. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah, that that is exactly what happens in that order in quick succession. Yes. She meets the mom, throws all the books on the ground and she's just like, this was all bullshit. You raised me on lies. And the mom is just like, she's insulted. She is not happy about what she's being told because she is basically being told that her parenting is trash and she's not having it so she just leaves and then rich comes to the window saying all of the shakespeare and 
is I feel like, like we're all gaslighting grace at the same time like everybody's just like whatever you think is reality you're wrong grace yeah so he comes now and he's like of of all things marry me because that's what they all do in these stories when everything is shit <laughs> like no if you're like legally obligated to me that'll fix everything <laughs> Yeah, they're really going to stick it to the parents and everybody and all the naysayers by now getting married. They're engaged, rich and grace. Yep. And that's where we end. I'm going to throw my notebook away (laughs) and never look at those notes again. And the next episode is the season finale where we see how their wedding goes. Not to give a spoiler, but that's the yeah. premise of the whole episode. And that's it. We just do it. We just, we do that. <laughs> that happens. It's happening. These child brides are getting married. <laughs> oh my God. So I will leave it there and I'll just say that I really appreciate you coming on to talk about this episode. It's way more fun talking about it with someone else instead of me just ranting to myself for an hour, (laughs) which is what that would be. And it was really nice talking with you. If you have any like stuff you want to promo, feel free to shout it out. Well, it was so nice to be here. I love skins and I love talking about skins and I'm glad we got to talk about Grace. It's a really good episode and I hope that if there are any people listening who have not watched skins before, please start because it's a really good show. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So um, yeah, my Twitter is at Xenon Universe and my Instagram is at Xenon Opal Universe and I have many vids and OF and things you can find all my links on my socials. Cool. And for this podcast, it's at Oh Wow the Podcast on Instagram, and I upload on YouTube. And it would be great to hear feedback from you guys about what you think about the child brides. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, everyone. And I'll be back next Friday talking about the season finale of season five.